Hello everybody, welcome back for another episode of Heavily Contested with me, Chris Beltran, Matt Muina, and Cam Torres. This week we're going to do a little bit of a recap of the NBA Finals here. It's already over, but we want to give our thoughts since it's been about a week since we last talked. We're going to get into some NFL storylines going into week six along with our power rankings and a bit of a World Series preview. I think it's going to be a very interesting episode. But like I said, we're going to start it off the top with the NBA Finals, a little bit of a recap here. And look... The Lakers won. I feel like many people expected that going into it, and a lot of people got the result that they wanted. Now, it got stretched out to six with the Heat putting up a hell of a fight, and I want to congratulate them. I really do think the Lakers put forth an incredible effort. Like Matt's going to mention about their stats and stuff, but they really just absolutely dominated in most aspects of the Western Conference playoffs. No matter what, there was nothing that could be thrown at them that did not stop them, and I think the Heat probably were their best matchup for the finals that they could have gotten but look it was just some injuries that happened and it was really hard for them to come back but they put up a hell of a fight what do you think bro yeah i mean i've had i've had a couple days to try to kind of you know like recollect my thoughts about the whole like series and everything i mean during the series as a heat fan it was like a natural like oh like fuck lebron type of mentality yeah you know what i'm saying but after kind of like after kind of reviewing the series in my head and seeing this um, I'm just going to congratulate the Lakers on winning the finals, first of all. And I'm not going to fault them because there's a lot of people that say, oh, they, they face an eight seed and then a five seed and then a four seed and then another five seed. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the Lakers' fault that they, not that, at all. That, that draw happened to them. And even though they were facing these lower-seeded teams, they dominated every single one of them. There was no contest. Right. Before the finals, none of the series went to six games. And even though the series against the Heat went to six games, three of the four wins that they had were absolute blowouts. They were blowouts. There was no question about it. Right. So they dominated throughout the entire playoffs. But one thing I'm interested in seeing is next year you get a healthy Warriors team back, and hopefully the Clippers can be more consistent and figure it out, Paul George they and, better. and Kawhi Leonard. You have the Nets that are coming in with Kyrie and KD. That's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. What do you think, Cam? Um, well, congrats to the Lakers, I guess. But for <laughs> the most say. part, um, let's see what happens this free agency, though. Uh, also, props to the Heat. Honestly, I honestly think they did really well for having two of their star players down. Do I think Drogic should have played that last game? Eh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I personally, you know, some people point to that as, I'm not saying you are, but some people point to that as something that was a tipping point in the game. I don't even think. It's just, he hasn't played since the first game, so you don't know what you were going to get. He didn't play bad. But no, he did. Not, he, listen, he did, I, I was surprised at how he moved. The reason that he came into play is because the, the doctors told him that your injury cannot get any worse. Yeah, at the end of yeah, the day, as like long you as you it. as long as you can go in and feel okay enough to play, the injury's not gonna get worse, so you can go play. Yeah, and, and personally, but, yeah, what were you yeah, saying? No, but for the most part, like watch free agency this year. Let's see what happens this year. Honestly, whatever happens this year, honestly, I I don't see the Lakers winning next year. I don't think the Lakers can win next year. I, you know, then again, I'm not going to count them out of anything. But it'll be cool to see exactly what the Heat do to retool that team next season. But hey. Clap it up. NBA season's over. We're going to be getting into some NBA draft analysis and free agent talk later on in the season. But one more thing before I finish up NBA Finals talk. These guys didn't want to talk about it, but I want to tackle this. Dion Waiters, that man was talking a whole lot of crap after he won the finals with the Lakers talking like, I'm the man, I'm still champ cheese, all this, that, and the other. The Heat were putting me down. Buddy, 
Let me tell you, the best thing that ever happened to the Miami Heat was you getting injured against the Timberwolves in 17. We wouldn't have gotten banned without that. You're trash. And listen, I thank you for choking on that edible. Whatever it was that happened, you got too high. Look, if you can't even handle an edible, I don't want to hear from you. So get your ring, dog. Stay off that weed. Get your ring. Go back. You'll be yeah. you'll be trash in the next few. You years. weren't even dressed. You weren't even dressed for the game. You're in fucking street. He's clothes. a cheerleader. He's not even on the box score. I don't want to hear from him. But anyways, enough about trash players like that. Let's get into some NFL talk. Right now, we got a couple interesting storylines. We're gonna start off here with Le'Veon Bell getting dropped by the New York Jets. Yes. From the beginning, I, you know, everyone was coming out saying that Adam Gates wasn't a fan of it. Le'Veon Bell was struggling a bit with injuries and also just his place in the offense. I feel like this is going to be a very interesting signing midseason for a potential team like a Chicago Bears, like the Miami Dolphins or the Patriots. Patriots. Like, I think he could be solid. What, I, what are you thinking? I saw a little bit earlier that some uh, NFL executives were saying that the Chiefs might go after him too. You, are you serious? Yeah, so that could be. That's a good pickup. Yeah, that could be kind of interesting too. <sighs> Le'Veon Bell, if he lands in a good system, he's going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Le'Veon Bell. Before the whole fiasco with Pittsburgh happened, was a top five back in the league. There was no question. Arguably right. the first. Right. I think he could still be a top five, top ten back in he, this league if he, he hasn't rushed for a hundred yards since, Adam, eight, since yeah, playing right. for the, the That was a wild stat that I saw. You know, I know he struggled, but to hear you don't, you don't even go over a hundred yards. Yeah, like, but it's a Jets. And yeah. is that more in the offense? Yeah. I also when when Adam Gaze got fired by the Dolphins, I kind of defended him, saying that like I didn't think that he was that bad of a coach. Oh, but he is. I thought it was a lot of the Dolphins. Adam Gaze is trash. If there's one thing we've seen, it's how that it wasn't a Dolphins problem necessarily. I can't believe I'm saying that. It really could have been Adam Gaze. No, it is Adam Gaze. It's not, it not might be Adam Gaze. Yeah, I mean, yo, look at Ryan Tannehill right now. That's wild. But the interesting thing to watch out for with Le'Veon Bell, the Jets owe him $6 million this year, no matter what, whether he plays or not. Now, you can have him go to a team like the New England Patriots, for example. He chooses where he wants to go. They give him a minimum salary of a million dollars, and they just got to pick up the tab. They can steal someone there. So I, I think that's going to be a cool one. Next up on the on the list, though, we're going to get into Dak Prescott getting absolutely, like, his ankle got obliterated. All respect to him, bro. It was a tough game against the Giants. I think a great year, too. He really was. Joe. he was on pace to have 2,000 passing yards through four games, like, or, like, the first quarter of the season, something like that, man. It was, you know, insane. And, you know, there's not so much we can say about the injury, but more so how it affects teams that someone may be owning him in fantasy. Or even if you look at the NFL, you got Andy Dalton coming. It's going to be crazy. It's sad, in my opinion. Andy Dalton's going to be solid for the Cowboys, though. You think so? I, don't I think, think so. so. He's going to be solid, so. man. I think so. Uh, we'll see We'll see with Andy Dalton in this offense how much Dak really matters to that team. And I think Jerry Jones is going to base a decision if, if he wants to keep Dak around or not based on how well Andy Dalton does. Do you think, now this is something crazy that I thought of, I don't know how people are going to feel about it, but if somehow the Cowboys manage to stink up the joint and do worse than any other team out there, do you think if Jerry Jones had the opportunity, do you think he would take Trevor Lawrence? I don't think he'll be able to get him. You, so you don't I mean it's an obvious no, but like, hit no, but if he was I presented mean, with it maybe honestly maybe. how do you how do you pass up on a generational talent that's the thing and yo it doesn't even seem like he believed in Dak that much which it, it it breaks my heart to like see someone who had so much potential doing so well get hosed now no one knows what's gonna happen to him and, right before his free agency yeah, yeah. and and that's people forward. point out like yeah he turned on that 175 million dollar deal but he believed in himself and, and I just think it's tough but then again it is the NFL it's a business and that's something we're also seeing now out of New Orleans where we got Michael Thomas, like that man right there. I don't know what's going on down there in the, in the Saints facility. He kept himself out of his own comeback game this past week just because he got into a fight with a teammate. 
I don't know what's going to happen. Drew Brees says that he's going to be part of the team moving forward, but it looks like there's some friction there. Yeah, I mean, this season there's been like a lot of friction in that, that Saints locker room there because... Early on in the season, Drew Brees had those had those like political comments or whatever, yeah. and a lot of his teammates kind of didn't kind of weren't too happy about that, you know. Um, he hasn't so, looked good either, though. Right, he hasn't looked good, and now this this Michael Thomas thing, adding that on top of it, I don't I don't see this as a positive at all going for the Saints. You know, obviously Michael Thomas is a monster, and he's gonna be in the lineup and he's gonna do well. But at the end of the day, it's how it affects a locker I, room. I think the Saints will talk it through and they'll get over it, at least for this season. I mean, it's Michael Thomas, forward, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe they trade him this year. Another star receiver they might, like, look into is Julio Jones. Yo, you think that, that's an interesting thing I haven't thought of. Like, I know you were telling me about, earlier about a, a potential Julio Jones to Patriots trade. With my boy Killer Cam. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying, we, we don't have any sources here. But imagine Julio Jones for Michael Thomas. I don't know. That's something interesting. But we'll keep that in the back of our hat right here. Now we want to switch it up a bit. We're going to introduce something different. We've never done power rankings before. So we're going to set this up. We're going to have our five best teams plus an honorable mention. And we're going to go in order 1-1-1, so on and so forth. So for number one, Matt, I'll let you start off. What is your first ranked team going into week six? For me, the best team in the NFL right now is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they have the best scoring defense in the NFL. They've outscored their opponents 149 to 76. They're the best. They're the best scoring defense in the NFL. They're a top 10. They're top 10 in scoring in the NFL offensively. They're just explosive everywhere. Even with Lamar Jackson having a down, like yeah, down relatively year, downish. Right. So they're still top 10 in scoring, mm-hmm. and they're still dominant. So I just, I'm looking forward to see when if he kicks it up a notch, how. How what the ceiling to this team is, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I I personally I think one is too high, and we'll, we'll I'll tell you where they get in and why. But I think so far it's not it's not a bad pick. I can't knock that. But I'm number one. This one is gonna probably blow a lot of people's minds. I know Matt absolutely flipped his case right there when I told him this. But I got the Green Bay Packers ranked at number one now. Before you go, whoa! I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. I understand that they have a middle-of-the-pack defense. I understand that they're number 17th ranked in points allowed in the league at 25, and the yards, they just struggle against the passing game is what I'm trying to say. But it's a similar situation to me as you see with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks where you've just got a maestro quarterback running. You look at Aaron Rodgers right now. He's looking vintage. He's got 13 touchdowns to zero interceptions, a 70.5% completion percentage, and 8.7 yards uh, per attempt. That right there on top of a top league average de- uh, offense rather where they got a 445 yards per game average at number two in the league and they lead the league in points at 38 overall i think this team can do it they've shown it what do you think bro what do you think cam well what's your number one? one pick i got the seattle seahawks man i know it's only been five games but just give russell wilson the uh the mvp already man he's been throwing he has 19 touchdowns he's ranked number one and i believe i think he's been he's led his team three game winning drives yeah, I mean, yo, that performance he had to end the game against the Vikings, that was impressive. I'm a Vikings fan, like I say every episode now. I thought we had that game in the bag, but, yo, that was an insane two-minute drill. The only thing about the, the Seahawks is their defense, man. They give up, I think they've already given up 2,300 yards yeah, they're, already they're, for the season. Their passing defense is just so pathetic. Like, defense all around is really bad. Yeah, and, yo, people say Jamal Adams. No, man, that's not going to transform a whole defense, nah, to be he, honest he's with you. He's been okay, but for the most part, with uh, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, and Tyler Lockett, I have them ranked number one overall. Okay. What do you got at two? Uh, two, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this, when they're at their best, is the most 
explosive offense in the NFL. No and questions. it's not even close. I'm going to continue to say it throughout all of this that the Chiefs just have the best offense in the NFL talent-wise. Um, but their problem this season has been playing down to competition. Yeah, especially yeah. last week. Right. Last week, that the one they're playing the Raiders, it's a division game. The Raiders are all pumped up for it. you got to come out and play your best football. Also, the game that they had against the Chargers, they let that game get way too close. They let it get out of hand. The, the fact that they had to go and win by a field goal. you know. So if they continue this trend, they're going to move down on my list. But if they keep getting wins, then it's hard to doubt these guys, you know? Look, we're talking about them playing down of their competition. I get that. But it was a divisional game last week, and I did tell Matt, watch out. It could be tough. And despite that loss, I really personally don't have a reason to believe that the Chiefs, who have a number two, can't keep up their pace in a potential shootout against the Bills this week. And I think going into this week, they look really strong. Now, their defense has also been stout holding opponents down scoring-wise at 22 points a game allowed at their number seven. But they do struggle against the rush, so... I think this team can live with that, though, considering they've got the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion, Patrick Jesus Mahomes. Christ. What do you got, Cam? Well, number two, I got the Packers, man. In the words of Stephen A., he's a bad, bad man. man. Man, Aaron Rodgers, bro. Without his star receiver, Devontae Adams, he's still getting it done. And he's doing work, bro. He's, he's putting in that work, man. He, and also with Aaron Jones, man, just leading the running back. I think he's, I honestly, I don't know. I just think the the Packers are very... They're always a Super Bowl contending team, but this year they look different. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I really like... I, I didn't talk well enough about Matt LaFleur in week one. I was questioning everything, but that guy, I got to give him his props. He's able to turn everything around. Look, Mike McCarthy was definitely the problem in Green Bay. They needed something different. And that team, like he said, has been able to hold it down without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard now. So that's interesting. Who do you got at three, bro? Super receiver. Hell yeah. At three, I have the Green Bay Packers. So the reasoning for... My top three, I would say, is we have the Ravens and the Chiefs at one and two. They have both have great offenses, but on the other hand, they have really good defenses yeah. as well. The reason that I have the Packers at three is because, yes, they have Aaron Rodgers, who's probably going to be second in the MVP voting at this point, but their defense has been lacking. Their pass rush, who was supposed to be their strength of the defense, isn't really getting to the quarterback. Their secondary is suspect at times. Um, but, but they got the Jair the, Alexander. Right. At the end of the day, they have the second best point differential in the league. And that's important. Right. Aaron Rodgers playing at MVP level without certain wep- without his best weapons on the offensive end. So I think that the Packers are going to continue to play well mm-hmm. and maybe even go up on this lift if this defense can step it up. But uh, what do you think? Look, man, like we were talking earlier about number three, and I won't lie, I had the Ravens at four originally, but I had to move them up to three. Now, even though, look, I have them as my potential Super Bowl pick, but that loss against the Chiefs really stands out to me because, look, they lost that game, but if you look at the other games they've had, I personally don't think they've had enough competition. Like, And I'm not going to knock them for that. But think about this. They beat the Browns in Week 1, Texans Week 2, the Washington football team in Week 4, and the shitty Cincinnati Bengals, who put up a good fight. But they're, that was Week 5. And uh, I don't know. I just haven't really seen that defense have to really push it the way they did against the Chiefs. But, hey, I'll but give them... But they're dominating teams. No, it's not yeah. like these games are close. Yeah, look, they're, they're dominating. dominating and, 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 I'll, and I'll give the Ravens defense props for maintaining a stout defense. They're number one ranked in points on, allowed at 15.2. They perform well against the rush, but one thing I do see, they don't perform very well against the rush. They, I'm not the rush, the pass. Look, they struggle you wanna, with that a bit. You want to base this off something that you're talking about, the schedule thing? It's not their fault that they're playing these I'm not knocking teams. it, but I want to see you more. Know that they're dominating these teams, just like we were talking about LeBron dominating these teams in the playoffs. Yeah. It's the same thing. I understand it's not their fault, but hey, you know what? It's only week six. They can keep going up. I just want to see more. What do you think, Cam? I got the Ravens also at number three because, honestly, Lamar Jackson just a cheat code, man. 
Honestly, he's leading his team for rushing yards, which is kind of sus at the same time because they have two star backs that can be helping them out a little bit more. But, but their, their rushing game is like... <sighs> yeah, their rushing game has been pretty awful. J.K. Dobbins For the most part, that defense looks solid, and I just got him at number three. Okay, number four. What you got, boy? Four, I have the Seattle Seahawks and my favorite player in the NFL, Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. Russell Wilson is undoubtedly the MVP through week five. Yeah. But the reason that I have them at four is because they cannot stop anyone. The Vikings who are really who are reeling on the offensive end, Kirk Cousins was struggling. It, like it went down to the last second. Yeah, they made Kirk Cousins look like a look like a and star quarterback again. And it's like you can't you can't get you can't have bad teams and you can't give them hope when you're playing up against them. And that's what this Seattle team does against a lot of these teams. Yeah, they're five and zero, oh, but Russell Wilson has had to win them three games. Yeah, this, this defense needs to step up. Because they're bottom half of the league in scoring defense. They got to step up to give Russell Wilson some help. Because realistically, the guy's human. He's going to have a bad game or two. You got to give this guy some help. So yeah, that's like, why I have them at four. Can they do anything? I don't know. Look, I'm going to agree with you. I got the Seahawks at four for similar reasons. I, I'm not even going to say that the Seahawks are playing down to their competition. Because I think the Seahawks are as bad as their competition, if not worse, on defense. Now, I will give them credit. First 5-0 start in franchise history. And Wilson continues to dazzle and lead the team along with DK Metcalf, who... I think he's been performing pretty well. I think he's had a better year than Lockett so far, but it's interesting to look at you know how the, exactly that guy can keep his hands in check. But at the same time, like I said before, it's a similar situation like the Chiefs where the team is superior offensively, but this defense is definitely what could hold this team back from officially reaching the Super Bowl later on in the year. What do you think, Cam? I got the Chiefs at number four because uh, the reigning, yeah, what? Wow. Yeah, I got the Chiefs at four. The reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes, has just done one pick in the past five games. Isn't that Their crazy? defense hasn't looked that great, honestly, but with the speedy receivers that they have with uh, Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and then also a beast of Travis Kelsey, I can see them going to the to the playoffs, but I don't know. They look kind of sus so, this year to me. So let me get this straight. You have the Seahawks at one, who can't uh, stop anybody. And you the Chiefs at four. The Chiefs at four, who are the most explosive offense in the NFL. Uh, so are they? So are the Seahawks. No. That's a cap. No, hold on. <laughs> the, G- the, the Seahawks have Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf because Tyler Lockett has not shown up in the last two games. He's been bond. He's been, he's he been absolutely been great. So you have the Seahawks at one uh-huh. and the Chiefs at four. the Seahawks run the ball a lot better. The Seahawks what? Run the run the ball a lot better. Uh, I I mean, I, I guess like you know, the, I I will give you this. The Seahawks, the Seahawks on paper they have the better running back, but it's it's fascinating just because I think the Chiefs have a more consistent offense. But I can see your argument. I can they if you want to rank the Seahawks number one, I give you that. It's just like damn man, but keep going with the Chiefs talk. It's just like who four? I haven't seen them that low in a minute. That's it. That's it? Yo, like that. It's all good, man. So now... (laughs) No heat, bro. So number five, what do you got, bro? At number five, I have the Tennessee Titans. What? At number five, I have... You believe in Ryan Tannehill like that? I believe in the Tennessee Titans. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill because I'm a Dolphins fan and the guy was trash here, but he's having a career year. I I can't deny he's no fluke. He has three games with three-plus touchdowns with Derrick Henry in the backfield, and he's making people pay... 
for disrespecting him by stacking the box to stop Derrick Henry, and he's dotting these people up. Yo, arguably, look, I'm not saying he's LeBron James in terms of, you know, he's, he's so much better than everyone else, but as far as a freaking physical specimen, yeah. the way that guy, it's like a cinder block moving at full speed, bro. You ain't than, hitting that. That guy's bigger than linebackers. Dead ass, bro. Like, yes, bro. Yo, that guy runs up at me. I'm already going to fall back just by looking at him. Just that stiff arm is insane. Look, I gave that guy my car keys. Hell yeah. The reason, take I, it. the reason I have these guys at five, I didn't believe in them before this week, but they went up against the Buffalo Bills, who are very well coached. Mm-hmm. The, Sean the Titans were also 13, was it 13 or 18 days that they hadn't played a, f- a football yeah, game? Yeah, it had been a while. And they looked great. It had been a long time since they were since they had played a game. They had the whole thing with the COVID thing, and me calling them morons because they just can't stay at home. But... They sh- they showed out against these Buffalo Bills and they blew them out against Josh Allen, who's a p- potential MVP candidate, and they limited him the best that they could. Yeah. Right. And they absolutely blew them out. So to me, they're real. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can see this potential, but if we're gonna talk about the Bills, I want to talk about their AFC East counterpart at number five. We got the New England Patriots at number five, and I know God. they didn't play before last week. Cam Newton was out, Stephon Gilmore, and everything, but. I think that this week going up against the Broncos, they're going to have a chance to step it up. And it's just for this week. Well, the and Broncos this, are terrible anyways. Yeah. But look, despite losing to the Chiefs, I think Bill Belichick was able to show, A, his defense is solid enough to hold it together. But also, yo, he held the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, to such a low-scoring t- uh, total through one half. And he always struggles against Bill Belichick. So I don't know what it is, but they got something going there. And also... The Pats, I know they don't have an explosive offense per se, but I'm really interested in seeing how Josh McDaniels continues using Cam Newton, especially coming back from this COVID stuff. I think he's just going to pick up right back where he left off, more spread action, more RPOs, things like that. This team is going to be interesting, and I think they could get Le'Veon Bell. Keep an eye out for that. What do you got at five, bro? Well, defense wins games, right? I would say so. Yeah, so I got the Rams at number five. Oh my god! The what? I got the Rams. Oh the what Rams. Are, yes. Whoa! Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I want to hear this. I want to hear what this. What are we doing on this podcast? So the, the Los Angeles Rams are the number five. No, I need. I, I, hear, I, I, I need to hear this. I want to hear. Listen up, you whore. Okay. Right, okay. So, bro, Aaron Donald's leading the league with seven sacks this season, and they're limiting teams to only eighteen points per okay per game. I like the way they've been playing, bro. The Jared Goff is like a system quarterback. They have some solid receivers in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, so yeah, and, I don't know. And, and you know, they have a three running backs. Their running like, back yeah. room is nice, bro. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like the way I like the way they play. I I can respect it. Look, I personally I had the Rams in my Better top ten. We're not gonna go into top ten, but I guess an argument can be made, and I I. I I feel bad bit against Sean against Sean McVay, bro. I think he has a great offensive system. Now, do I believe in that defense so much? Not so much. I think it could be, you know, here and there, depending on the day. But hey, that's what we'll find out this weekend, though. So now we're gonna get into wait, some. Wait, wait. I would. We're I gonna. Well, we're, we're, we're gonna stop like that. Okay. The Rams are not even in my top ten. They might be three and one. They're four and one. They're four and one. Four and one. They're not in my top ten. They have a bunch of flashy names and a flashy offense. That at the end of the day hasn't gotten it done because they faced the Pigeons in the Super Bowl three years ago, and now That's everybody three years ago. What are you right, talking about? Everybody understands how you have to beat this Rams team now after Belichick after Belichick exposed them, right? They have all these. All they have Aaron Donald, who's a monster, obviously. Jalen Ramsey, since he left the Jaguars, has not been the same the same guy. Yeah, you guy could anyways. say so. You have no Todd. You have no Todd Gurley anymore. Yeah, you got two good receivers. You have a decent tight end. I don't believe in this Rams team. I think they're fake. Sorry. Like that, bro. He's calling him a poser, but we'll find out, though. But anyways, let's hop into some matchups right now. We're opening up with the Browns at the Steelers. Steelers are a minus three-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you got, Matt? 
Yeah, this Browns offense has been very good all year, but this Steelers defense is the real deal. And if we were talking top 10 teams, the Steelers would be either my 6 or my 7. Okay. You know, this team is legit. And this game is going to come down to if Baker Mayfield can make plays down the stretch because the Steelers are going to shut down this running game. And I don't think Baker can do that. They haven't asked him to do that this year. He's been throwing the ball 20 to 25 times a game. So when they ask him to step up, I don't think that he's going to be able to. And this Steelers offense has been getting better every week. They're implementing new guys into this offense, new young guys into this offense. We saw this guy, Chase Claypool, catch four touchdowns last week. Last game. Yo, the guy went up for 42 fantasy points. Yeah, so... And this Browns defense has been getting gashed the entire year. I don't, I see this. I don't see this game as a blowout, but I see this as just defensive domination by Pittsburgh. Okay. So I think this game is twenty-seven. In, in regards to the Steelers, though, they had a big improvement offensively since last year. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. They got everybody back right now, and they don't have that trash ass duck, whatever his name is. Yeah. So okay. I think I think Pittsburgh takes this game twenty-seven to thirteen. Look, 31-13. 31-13? Okay, okay, okay. I think you guys are gonna feel a little bit surprised with this one. Look. Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. Oh, my God. I think they've been able to turn a corner, bro. They've won four games in a row for the first time since 09. And even though they've got Nick Chubb out, I believe this team will continue leaning more on experimental plays involving Landry, involving Odell, and all these things. I think Baker Mayfield, at this point, in this offense has become a game manager. You can't do these stupid gimmick plays no, that they I, do against this no, defense. No, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but I think this offense has turned a corner, and I understand that Pittsburgh defense is legit, and that Pittsburgh can absolutely shut you down on offense. But I am going to take in an AFC North matchup right here, Cleveland twenty eight to twenty four, five game winning streak for the Cleveland Browns. So, um, so obviously we're just capping on the show today. We are not capping. You have the Watch. Patriots. You have the Patriots as the fifth best team in the league. He has Yo. the Rams as the fifth best team. In the no, league. no, hold he on. has the Seahawks as the best team Bro, in the league. Aren't you the one that said the UM was gonna be? Yeah, you said you were going to be Clemson last weekend, 34-31. Don't talk to me about hot takes. Don't talk to me about nothing. They got blown out. What am I supposed to do? I'm a UM guy. I don't care. You be be practical. You be practical. No, I'm going to be biased against my teams. Nah, you don't hold that, bro. You're not an analyst like that. But you're not being a you're not a Browns fan. I'm not saying I'm a Browns fan. I'm looking at what I've seen these last few weekends. And I think they're going to win. So let's move on to the next one. We got the Houston Texans who finally got their first win of the year last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got Bill O'Brien out of there. They're going up against the Tennessee Titans now. It's a Tennessee it's a Tennessee Titans right now. They're a three-point favorite. We got an AFC South matchup. What do you got, Matt? Yeah. So for the majority of the season, I'm going to give the Texans the benefit of the doubt. They've had a tough schedule. They had to face the Steelers, Kansas City, and Baltimore in their first three games. Uh, Tennessee is coming off a loss, so I think that they're going to bounce back no, Tennessee's, Tennessee's coming off a blowout against the Bills. They're going to be on a high, so I think Houston's going to keep this game close. I think the final of the score of this game is 31-28, and Houston covers the spread. Look, if I'm going to be honest with you, flat out, I don't buy into whatever the hell the Texans are cooking up over there in Houston. That shit stinks. I'm done, bro. I'm done with them. At the end of the day, this team was poorly constructed by Bill O'Brien. He deserved to be fired, and it'll just be a rough time for Deshaun Watson to have consistency with most of his weapons. All around, the team has struggled. I don't know what's going to happen with the new coach, but I think they're done. So I'm going to look for a tough divisional game between these two teams, but I feel like the Titans are the real deal. I cannot believe I'm saying Ryan Tannehill is proving he may not be a fluke, but he is. So I'm liking their performance as a unit, and I'm going to take Tennessee 30-24. I got Tennessee winning 27-24. I hope Deshaun Watson goes off offensively, but that offensive line is terrible. It's and tough honestly, winning like, like that, man. The Titans look good. I'll be honest. They look yeah. good. I respect him, bro. So next up, we got the Green Bay Packers, a one-point favorite at Tampa Bay. 
That is such a fascinating matchup. This is, I want anybody that's listening to this, appreciate this matchup. This will be one of the final Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers matchups. It's going to be a shootout. What do you got? Yeah, the Packers, besides the Ravens, like I said earlier, are the top team in the league in point differential. Yes, Brady has started to play better in this Tampa Bay offense, but Aaron Rodgers has been almost flawless in his second year in this Matt LaFleur offense. And, I mean, I think these these defenses kind of mirror each other in mm-hmm. a way. Okay. That they give up points here and there. They give up points here and there, but they get stops when they need to. So I see Green Bay taking this one in a shootout, 37 to 31. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with that. Look, it, just seeing the way the Bucks defense has performed, I don't believe in them to be able to hold down a guy like Aaron Rodgers, even if... Uh, Devontae Adams doesn't play, even if Alan Lazard isn't in. Now, I will say this. Tom Brady, like he said, he was, he has been picking it up. He's got three-plus touchdowns in three of his five games this season. The offense is coming in bit by bit. Now, it's interesting. Will Chris Godwin come back and play a role? Will Fournette start to perform? That offense really needs to freaking get it together. Maybe Gronk makes more of a role, but that's besides the point, though. I am here to say I believe in the Green Bay Packers to win this by one. 28 27 Green Bay go pack go. I got the Packers winning 37-27. The honestly the Bucks just don't look like they're um they're having the chemistry together offensively. They they don't really look that great. Um I think Devontae Adams is going to play. I hope he does play. Even if he doesn't play, the Packers are still going to win no matter what. Okay. Now, next matchup. Cardinals Cowgirls. What a crazy matchup, bro. I cannot believe Dak is out. But anyways, we got Arizona, two-point favorite at the Cowgirls. What do you got with the Red Rifle? Yeah, I think the Cowboys have been the biggest disappointment in this NFL season. Probably the biggest disappointment in NFL history. I wouldn't go that far either, but the Cowboys are definitely the biggest disappointment of the season. Yes, Dak got hurt, but they're the worst scoring defense in the entire NFL. Yeah. And without Dak to keep these games close, it these it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for these Cowboys to keep these to win these games, even keep these games kind of close. Obviously, Zeke will get his. But with games getting out of hand in the second half, he's going to kind of be a non-factor. And this explosive Arizona offense... and It's next level sometimes. Yeah, it really, it's, everything's going right. Right. So I think this is going to be a blowout by a lot. I think Arizona takes this game 45-26. to Okay. I mean, I think... I'll say it right now. I think the Cardinals win 35-24, but I'm really interested to see what the red rifle Andy Dalton can do with Dak out. Will this take anything out of their offense? I don't know. The reason I ask these questions is because I think Amari Cooper is probably the most overrated receiver in the league. I think he is a very streaky player who's, who needs everything to fall into place for him. And without Dak in there, yo, there's no guarantee that that's going to be Dalton's go-to guy or Dalton's favorite target. Maybe Gallup steps up. Maybe CeeDee Lamb steps up. You don't know what's going to happen. But I do agree, Ezekiel Elliott will be more of a, you know... A point of interest here when we're looking at the, the team and how they hold it up mm-hmm. and like you said that defense they allowed 34 points last week against the Giants I do not believe that this team will be able to hold down Kyler Murray DeAndre Hawkins Christian Kirk Isabella even Kenyon Drake maybe Kenyon Drake has a good weekend I don't know but Cardinals win 35-24 like I said what you got Cam I got the Cardinals winning 34-16 honestly I don't think with that Prescott in that Cowboys offense I don't think they're gonna do great I hope Andy Dalton does good, but for the most part, it's just going to be pretty much give Zeke the ball, give Zeke the ball, give Let Zeke the ball. Let him eat. Like that. Next up, we're going to see if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs can eat against the Buffalo Bills. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you got? Yeah, we have uh, two more MVP candidates here who both lost last week, and I think will both bounce back. They're both going to show out, but both of these defenses looked pretty suspect last week. 
But I believe in both of these coaching staffs. Mm-hmm. Both both of these coaching staffs are one of the best in the league. But I have to take the better quarterback here. But this game's going to stay close. I think Buffalo covers this spread. I think Kansas City takes it 34-31. to <sighs> Look, I bet against Patrick Mahomes before. That didn't work out for me. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to pop off this weekend. I think both defenses, they can struggle here and there. They're not as consistent. This is going to be an offensive game right here. You have Josh Allen with a cannon of an arm. Stephon Diggs stepping up. I hope John Woods can freaking... John Brown, rather. I hope he can get it together, bro. Like, yo, that guy went out 15 minutes before the game and was like, nah, sorry, Cap, I'm not playing. That's insane, bro. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I do believe in the Chiefs to take this game 38-35. to that's what I'm going to do. What do you got, Cam? Yeah, I think both teams, like Matt said, are going to have bounce-back games, which, by the way, I called that the Raiders were going to beat the Chiefs. Okay, I, 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 respe- I respect it. It's a, it um, was a good game. I got the Chiefs winning 45-38. to 38. It's going to be a shootout, but for the most part, I bro, Patrick Mahomes, you can't. He's okay. clutch. He's he's not gonna lose again. Last weekend was just like you know it, it happens, man. It, it happens. Flu. They're gonna not not everyone's gonna win every game. You know it is what it is. But and now the defense look, just if, was terrible. If I if I could say something about the Kansas City Raiders thing that you that you guessed last week, even a blind squirrel gets a nut sometimes. You know. Well, no, <laughs> like that, bro. But yo, let's talk about some people who can't even get a freaking dub in right now. We got the Houston Astros down 3-0. We're transitioning to baseball right now, boy. The Astros are down 3-0 against the Tampa Bay Rays, who, look, I'll be honest, I was dead wrong about those guys losing to the Yankees. I respect them. They're up 3-0 right now. The Astros just look out of form. I think they're done for. What do you think? Yeah, I think this series is pretty over. Houston's hitting struggles have finally caught up to them. Yeah, they were able to hit a little bit against the A's. They were able to scratch a couple runs across. But in this series, they haven't been able to score more than two runs in the first three games of the series. Tampa um, base pitching was amazing. Right. The Rays, the thing with the Rays is in baseball, if you get if you get clutch two out hits and you get big outs late late in the game when you need to, when you need to, mm-hmm. you're gonna win a lot of baseball games. So yeah, the Rays are good at that. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, the Rays have been able to do it. That's why they've been able to win a lot of these close games against the Yankees and Houston. They've been able to they've been able to kind of limit the both of their bats. Um, so I see this just being a sweep, and we'll probably see them in the World Series. Cam, what do you think? Yeah, man, the Rays. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Rays, but how about the Yankees though? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I feel about that. Uh, we're gonna have to pause this before. We have to pause this, take it outside yeah, like that. Some hands real quick. Look, it was rough. But, no, I will say one thing though. Uh, Rose Chapman, I don't know what's with you in big games, but like. You can't get one out, dog. Are you serious? Man throws this a hundred heater like that. Four years ago, I think to the Cleveland Indians, it happened last year to the Astros, and this year to the Rays. Like to random people, like bro, come on. Yeah, it it, it's tough, bro. I I personally also feel like the Rays just got this in the bag. I I cannot believe I'm saying this. She wins games. Yeah. yeah, but I just can't believe I'm saying it. But I think the Rays are going to the World Series. And who are they going to face? I don't know. But right now, you got the Braves. They're up 2-0 on L.A. You got Clayton Kershaw as a scratch for Game 2, but he's going to be pitching in Game 3. Can they come back? Maybe. Depends on Kershaw. Yeah, but these these are the two best lineups in the MLB. And I don't think that it's really that close. I guess you can consider a third being the Yankees. But, but anyways, these are the best two hitting teams in the MLB. The Dodgers, to keep this series from getting, getting out, out of hand, hand they, have to be, they have to be better at the plate. There's no you know, question. They were able. They were able to make a, com- a little comeback late in the game in game two, but it just wasn't enough. You know, the Atlanta put up too. Atlanta put up too many runs. Had a lot of really good at bats. Had a lot of help out of the bullpen. And for them, for LA, for LA to be able to come back in this series, they have to figure it out at the plate. They have to figure out how to cool off this Braves lineup. Who just they just don't stop hitting. 
talent one through nine. Yeah, yeah they, they just they literally don't stop hitting. Everybody's everybody comes up to the play with the same mentality that we need to get a hit from my team, and hopefully Kershaw is ready to go today and shows out. My question is, where's Cody Bellinger? Like, I, I haven't that guy. He has not. I mean, look, I understand you're not going to replicate a crazy ass MVP year again like that, but buddy. You need to perform better at the end of the day, man. Like, you need to really, really, really step up the whole lineup in general. Yeah, I'm not rookie, liking rookie what I'm seeing best, so yeah, far. Yeah, best doesn't look that great either. It, it, it's tough, but look, I'm, I'm going to give you a hot take here, bro. I think I got the Dodgers in, in let's go seven. I want to see them in the World Series. <laughs> I'm not now, even going to give a take because it honestly depends on tonight. Let's it see it, it, it depends on tonight, but look, I'll be honest. If I had if I had to make a safe pick, let's just say we got the Braves and we got the Rays in the World Series. What would you think will happen there? Let, let's just talk probability. Like what? What do you think could happen? World Series? You, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, okay. So I just looked at the Do- the Dodgers are playing right now as we're recording this. They're up eleven nothing on the Braves, so it looks like this series is gonna go two one. Okay. So it looks like the Dodgers. Yo, have eleven one, like, eleven zero through one in the first inning. In the first in the inning. First inning. So oh my in first god! Inning. Don't count them out yet. Yo, that's pitching. insane. Yo. pitching, you never know. Yo, that's right. okay. Well, if we're looking at it, if we're looking at it, how. We're looking at it without looking at this game. Possible matchups. Right. It looks like Atlanta is going to face Tampa Bay in the World Series. Um, Tampa Bay has been able to cool off all these hot lineups of bats because the Astros going into the series were hot. The Yankees going into the Tampa Bay series were hot, and they've been able to cool them off. Um, But the Braves are a different animal. One through nine, these guys can hit the ball. And to me, the series... Steal bases, too. They've been stealing a lot of bases. Yeah, yeah. They, They get runs in. This series seems like a toss-up for me, but I'd have to go for the, with a more talented team and in the series with the Braves. But if the Rays pitching staff can get big outs like they've been and able to limit the long ball with the Braves, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a close series. I think it's going to be Atlanta in seven. Atlanta in seven? I mean, look, I'm not even going to be able to give you a call on this. I, I really want to wait to see what exactly happens. Now, we got the Dodgers here. I'm not sure, but I think it, like I agree a lot with what Matt said here. And... You know what? I'm just not even going to even pick. I'm going to wait till next like, one. Either way, no matter what National League team gets in, I think they win. You think? I think they win the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I I personally think the Dodgers could win it. I, that was my pick, to be honest with you. But what do you think, Cam? It's tough. I, I mean, honestly, I think the Braves are going to end up winning if they play if they play the Rays. But it all depends, man. The Rays pitching looks really good. They signed, like Matt said, bro, they silenced the Yankees, man. That's a powerful lineup right there, one through nine as well. It's wild what good pitching does for you, bro. It doesn't matter yep. who you have. Like, if the guy on the other side is just throwing absolute cheddar, oh, be out there, bro. If the Braves are settling down on the plate and they work the count, I can see the Braves winning. Okay. I like the sound of that. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap this episode up. Please follow the show on Instagram at Heavily Contested Pod. Like, rate, comment, subscribe. Thank you for listening. And we'll come back next week with some more good stuff. Thank you for listening.